Listener Production. You're listening to Footy Talk, where we are doing our traded mini-series, taking a look at all the clubs, what they need, who they'll be targeting and who they might lose. Today we're going to look at the GWS Giants, the Hawks, the Demons, North Melbourne and Port Adelaide. I'm joined by Jay-Z Clark. Let's get straight into it, Jay-Z. GWS Giants, we know the season they had. Terrific first year under coach Adam Kingsley. Some shrewd pickups last year. Toby Bedford was an absolute beauty. They moved up the draft to get a young key forward in Cadman, who we still haven't seen anywhere near the best of. In pretty good shape, the GWS Giants. A couple they might lose, first of all. Uh, Matt Flynn, the Ruckman, and maybe Nick Haynes, yes. who became a bit of a super sub who's on big money. I think um, Haynes will end up staying. I mean, I think if he was on a lesser contract, there would be more interest in him. But the fact that he's on the best part of a million dollars. That's next... back-ended for those that don't know. So that's yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, so they, he sacrificed money early in his contract yep. to get it last contract. So he did the club a favour. Sometimes that can be a bit misconstrued. But he's, you know, on the fringe now, Nick Haynes. So he's a, sort of a sub for them. He wants to break back in. As I said, I, I think he's uh, sort of staying. Matt Flynn, bit of interest in him. He might have to head to West Coast. And they keep um, big Braden Pruce um, as a backup ruckman. He's had a shocking run with injuries. But Kieran Briggs jumped out of the ground. Aaron Cadman, you say, still in their back pocket and developing as a key forward. Like, we can't judge him for another two or three years yep. yet. The one I think who's going to pop out of the ground, and I'm just so excited to watch him develop, is Finn Callahan. Like, he is a superstar player, Finn Callahan. He can play him inside, can play him outside. He's going to develop. He's got some real tricks. And then when you look at, you know, those the top liners in the past couple of years probably haven't performed, like the Whitfield, Cali, Canelio, they've been unders. But this year they got the the bang for the buck and take your hat off to the recruiting department. But with Finn Callahan now coming up underneath, oh, I think they should stay exactly where they are. And that's a top four, top six team, the GWS Giants. They're close to premiership favourites for next year, aren't oh. they? Aren't they? Well, when you think about their footy at the back end of the year, they were the hottest team in yeah. the competition. Growth. They lack for nothing. They've got yep. young talent. I agree with you. I think Finn Callahan, watch out. He's yeah. going to be a superstar. Tom Green could win a Brownlow. Oh, yeah. He's going to be a pole getter. They've still got the top-end talent. They've got the best key defender in the game yeah. in Sam Taylor. They've got the best forward in the game <laughs> in Toby Green, still in his prime. Uh, they are going to lose Daniel Lloyd. Maybe that's the one area they can look to add. He's, he's a quality half-forward, someone who's got a bit of sort of creative, sets some oh, play yeah. up. Like a playmaking uh, yeah, style? Yeah, like a bit of a playmaker, that mid-size. No, like a mid-size okay. half-forward. Daniels? Well, no, Brent Daniels is a small. So yeah, Brent okay. Daniels, Toby Bedford are two elite smalls. Okay. Maybe someone in between A them. hybrid. A hybrid is yeah, maybe okay. the only thing I can think of yep. that they are lacking. Otherwise, they are in pretty good shape. They've got a, a young gun ruckman now who's going to come into his prime. Yep. Everything else about them is in pretty good shape. If okay. they can keep the list together, which they are. So, again, everyone potted all those long-term deals for those players. But right yes. now – it's a great win because no one's going to be taking any of Josh Kelly or Canelio <laughs> or Whitfield or Toby Green. No one's yeah. taking them off that club, and they are in a great shape. Looks like they got their culture right, which is bring the best out of those uh, players. You're right, Whitfield and Kelly. I mean, Kelly and Whitfield in the first final against St Kilda won in the game. I thought they were brilliant. You mentioned Bedford and Daniels. The, the forward pressure game, the orange tsunami is there. You meant Sam Taylor. We just don't talk about and him. We don't even talk about Connor Iden, Isaac Cumming, Harry Perryman, guys that they rate internally Callum so Brown. highly. Callum yep. Brown stepped up and showed himself to be a pretty yep. handy sort of hybrid forward. Yep. Maybe he has got the, the huge athleticism that's still a bit raw. Yep. But they can continue out. And when you look at their picks, Jay-Z, they go to this draft, pick six, pick 15. So once again, they can just pick two top 20 kids that – you know, um, what they need or a specific need or just best talent and continue to develop underneath because maybe the depth 
is not as big as it yep. maybe used to be. They've yep. sort of got some, you know, uh, Faye, Josh Faye and a few other players were on the fringes, but otherwise they're in great shape. That Maybe they'd have a look at Caddy, who's that sort of tough hybrid uh, forward uh, in the draft. Uh, I mean, oh, yes, Nate Caddy. Uh, yeah. Nate Caddy, yep. who, who can provide a forward target and hit, hit pinch in the midfield. That would be an incredible addition if they could get yeah. him at, at pick six. So, yeah, look, the world's their oyster, isn't it? GWS had a, a, a tough season or two, but um, I think you look at that list and you just see diamonds everywhere. Jesse Hogan again, if he can have another big year, he's so crucial to them as that tall forward. Riccardi yep. stepped, stepped up as well. So yep. they need those two to help Toby Green. Yep. And they will absolutely be a force in season 2024. We flip over to the Hawks, a team that we know are on a rebuild path. We know they've targeted a few players in this period that doesn't look like they're going to land. Um, where do you see the Hawks, first of all, and their situation? Really interesting because I think they're in a um, a good spot. I think the club's really run well. Sam Mitchell's had a, a good year. I'm a bit surprised they've rolled snake eyes a little bit in the trade term so far because they've missed out uh, on Benny Mackay. They've missed out on Asava Radagalia despite potentially, you know, some really impressive presentations. So I think they're going to get Marbio Chol from Gold Coast. So he'll co-pilot the forward line, you'd think, with Mitch Lewis. They lost Kajitski, so Chol essentially replaces Kajitski at a second time. Target. How will he go? I think he's okay. I think he's better than VFL level. He yeah. showed. I think that's why he kicked a lot of goals VFL. We've seen him at AFL level. You sort of know what you're going to get with Marbiol Chol. He's got the talent in him. Well, you <laughs> know what you're no going to get. It's sort of like you're going to get what you're going to get. But yes. it, look, for, they're, they're going to get him for nothing in yep. regards to not having to give up any draft picks. So that's what they're trying to do. And yep. I think it's not a bad second forward who can pitch it in yep. the ruck. Yep. Um, Marbiol Chol alongside Mitch Lewis. It's okay. But they're going to lose Tyler Brockman, who is one of the more exciting young mm. half forwards in the competition, he's going, and as you said, as well as Jacob Kaczynski. Yeah. The, the big issue is down back, isn't it? Because you've seen over the past four years, I think their bottom four defence past four yep. years, James Sicily's desperate for a big banana back there, you know, to try and help him out in the back line. They haven't been able to find it um, in the trade period so far, so they can maybe have to get creative with some state league sort of a pickup. So some. they've still got James Blank and Sam Frost are there too that they've yeah. used, and Granger Barras has been the one that hasn't come on as a top s- ten pick. They've been scored against. That's the thing. And some of that will be midfield because they do have a young midfield, you know, which is still learning how to run play two-way footy, so that 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 will improve and tighten up. But I think, you know, Frost has, has probably played his best footy, um, so I think they're looking for a, a prime backman back there like Radagalea or Mackay um, would have been. So that that's probably the disappointment. I love the midfield. As a Hawthorne fan, you're listening to this. I mean, you look at Ward, you look at Newcomb. Warple played some good footy. they got McKenzie coming Will through. Day. Uh, Will Day, who's the best of them probably. Yep. Um, but Newcomb, I think, if you're Robbo, doing Robbo's top 50 for next year, you got your. I, yeah, I'd I be having John Newcomb in. There. No, I do. I think he's a star. Oh, yeah. I think he's underrated. I think he's tough as, but he's better than that. He's got some class yeah. and skill on the outside. He's kicking with penetration. He can step. He can fend off. Polled eighteen Brownlow votes this year in a team that only won a handful of games. So I think he's he's a beauty. So they go to the draft. We pick three. Yep. The talk is maybe young Zane Dersma. Yes. Is it? So Sam Mitchell loves the players that have got class. And poise, that was Cam McKenzie last year. Zane Dersma fits that bill, a, a tall sort of mid-half forward who can hit the scoreboard and set up some play. And then they don't have a pick till pick 30. So they might have to get creative. Mm. Maybe Tyler Brockman, who looks like it's yep. going to one of the Western West Australian Coast. teams. He um, yeah, he might get them a second rounder as well so they can have a little bit more in the draft. Yep. What do you think? Can they progress? There's a lot of talk about them spiking pretty quickly. I don't think uh, they'll be – bullish you about them? I don't think they'll be finals. I think if they can win sort of – Eight to ten games, I think that'll be good. I think there could be a bit of 
go backwards to go forwards with Hawthorne. I'm not I'm not chips in on the two 2024 premiership just yet on Hawthorne, but I do like the build and I love some of the class they have in the midfield. As we mentioned, Newcomb, they got him pre-season pick. They got him for, for, for nothing, basically. So they have had some um, wins there through the engine room. Yeah, I'm still a bit more – just a bit half glass empty because I think that as much as they are progressing, you've got to look at the rest of the competition yep. and say, who are they going to leapfrog? Yes. And forget about the teams that made the eight. Yep. There were some teams like Gold Coast that we've touched on, Fremantle, um, you know, Western Bulldogs, some other sides that are pretty handy that are pro- and Adelaide that are probably more advanced in their rebuilds. Yep and a bit further down the track. So to all of a sudden jump over, you know, sort of 14, 15 teams to be able to get into the eight might be a bit tough at this stage. And we'll see how long it takes them. What about a club, you know, plenty about the Demons. It was a disappointing end to the season for them. Uh, We know Michael Hibbard has retired. Luke Dunstan's retired. Jake Melksham, we believe, will get another year Mm. after doing a knee, which is a great show of loyalty and faith to him for what he's provided. Mm Mm-hmm. The footy club, before we get into the the, the, the sort of nitty-gritty with the, the trades and situations, what do you take out of the Melbourne season? Because there are some that are throwing the baby out with the bathwater <laughs> and saying that they need to completely rejig the way they play and, and who they target. I look at it and say they were just inaccuracy off being in a grand final. Yeah. They kicked nine goals 11 and nine goals 17 or whatever it was in two finals games. What, what's your take? They ran the numbers, all the, the two games, the two finals through the computer, right? And they said, right, what, what should have happened here? Mm. And to lose both games with the contested position, the scoring shots, Inside et cetera. 50s, everything. Yep. 250 to 1 yep. of, of them losing both. Yep. So it really was a bit of an anomaly in that sense. They're, as you said, their inefficiency, inaccuracy, they went long down the line against Carlton and then against Collingwood missed some scoring shots. So it just um, it, it was a bananas couple of games um, for the Demons. And they're looking at it now and they're thinking, well, what do we do? Because Ben Brown, it all fell apart in the key forward stakes. Ben Brown got injured. Harrison Petty got injured. They got nothing out of Tom McDonald. So they're looking at Jacob Van Royen and Harrison Petty. It's like, well, can we bank on these two guys getting the job done forward with the midfield that we've got? And they are the conversations they are having at Demons headquarters at the moment. And I don't think think they're clear on it just yet. They'd probably love some... What are they not clear on? Because Jacob Van Royen is, is a young, competitive, aggressive, exactly yep. right. So he's going to be the future. He's yep. shown plenty. He can go and pitch it in the ruck. And Harrison Petty yep. has also shown, he kicked the bag of five or six in a game, yep. that he is a more than competent uh, key forward if he did a pre-season and yep. played a full year. I don't think they lack for much. And then and you've Fritch. got Bailey Fritch who's kicked 50 goals three years in a row when yeah. he's been fit and available. Yeah. Shane McAdams, another one that's going to fill that Melksham role. Play-making. He's got talent. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Cozzy Pickett who they need to get more out of. I agree with that. But you yeah. can't question his talent. And yeah. then you've got whoever else you want to throw down there. They've got yeah. some other players. Their midfield and back line are still rock solid. They've still got young talent. Yep. For me, there's there's no reason why they're not a top four side again next year. They, sh- they ought to be. Um, 100%. Because you think, go back to the 2021, this is the big picture worry for Melbourne. You go back to the 2021 grand final and you think dynasty, right? And they're so young. And they haven't won a final since yep. in the last two years. As Jake Lever said, this is either going to haunt us forever and we're going to fall apart, capitulate, or it can be the making of us. Which way is it going to go? I've got a query on the selflessness of some of the midfielders inside. I think Clayton Oliver's a watch. Like, can the, can this really gun midfield play in sync and be cohesive? That's the challenge, I think. The talent is a huge tick, we know. The the ball use and the synergy going forward it can be something that can improve. And then there's the doomsday scenario. What if Max Gorn gets injured? Then who, who are they putting in the ruck? That is where, and as I've mentioned, someone like a Rory Lobb who can be 
flexible, so you don't have to throw Van Roy into the Wolves, right? Harrison Petty's got the foot injuries from South Australia. I just don't think you can necessarily count too much on McDonald and Brown giving much from here on. And then what do you do with a young Colt key forward? You don't want to ground him into the ground. He's from Western Australia. So I think someone, and every club would love to have him, a versatile key position ruck who um, can come in and play both of those roles is exactly what Melbourne need. Can they find him? That's the question mark because if they did have him, they would have played him in the finals. So they're going to lose, obviously, Brody Grundy. James Jordan has requested to go to Sydney. There's some conversations about James Harms and where his future's at. And Adam Tomlinson, I believe, they are very keen to keep. Yep. So he's a very handy player as well in that back line, particularly if Harrison Petty yep. becomes a key forward yep. or just in case they do yep. lose Harrison Petty, as we touched on earlier, and maybe requesting a trade back yep. to Adelaide. Otherwise, they're in pretty good shape. It is. So trying to find a – I just think they just need, a, don't they, a, just a backup ruckman that if Gorn gets injured, he's more than competent. Yep. I think there's a few like floating a Flynn, around. Like a Flynn, yeah, a Flynn type. Yep. Yeah, um, you know, Tom Campbell's been at St Kilda. There, there are guys around. I'm not sure who it is mm-hmm. at the moment, but they could find someone, even maybe the, the best state league ruckman or yep. something just in case. Braden Pruce And won't style. be paying him big money. Darcy Fort style. Yeah, there you go. It there's would be irony, irony in the extreme if Max Gorn did it. Does get injured. I hope he doesn't. And of course, they've got early picks, pick five and pick thirteen. Uh, do you think they are going to do something with those picks, or do you think they are just going to go to the draft and have two picks inside fifteen? They'd love to get number one, of course, off West Coast to have a crack at Harley Reid. They've been eyeing that off for months now. I think they're probably more likely to stick with five. Dersmer is one who's been mentioned, but I think he probably gets is off the table um, with pick three at Hawthorne. But I think a classy ball user who can hit targets inside forward 50 is the kind of player they'd be keen yeah, on. It seems that a bit of class in the forward half as well. Now let's move to the other end of the table, North Melbourne. Jay-Z, an interesting off period for them. We know they're going to lose two of their, well, Todd Goldstein, one of their veterans, Ben Mackay, one of their star defenders. Uh, we know they've lost Jack Zeeble, who's retired, Ben Cunnington, retired, of Aaron Hall as well, retired. So a bit of a changing of the guard. They mm. still do have some experience on that list. Heap of young talent. Where do you see the Kangaroos? Well, they're looking at uh, Dylan Stevens from Sydney, of course, to help them on the wing. They want some more class and run on the outside. They like the inside. They want more transition ball movement. They think they rely a lot on Bailey Scott to do a lot of that wing work. So Dylan Stevens is one target. Zach Fish is another one who can play halfback, wing, half forward, who can help him with that liveliness. I still got a big query on the bookends, Joey. Like who, who Charlie Common been injured. You need someone to stand up next to um, Suvlaki. And then down back, you miss Benny Mackay. And they've got Aiden Core and Griffin Logue coming off injury. Like I just think they're still vulnerable both ends of the ground. Am I being harsh? Uh, well, I see it a little bit differently. If they are all fit and available, I see Callum Coleman Jones being more than competent as a second forward. Mm-hmm. You've got like you've got a sixty-plus goal kicker. Yep. You don't need two of them. Yeah. So Coleman Jones can compete and can take a contested mark, and Is he, he going to make sick- it. Yeah, I think he showed enough last year before he got injured, and yep. he can be your second ruck yep. as well to go and pinch it with Tristan Sherry. Yep. What I would be doing, I'd be turning the 200-centimetre Charlie Combin yep. into a centre-half back. Oh, yeah. I'd be making him the next 200-centimetre Sam DeConing-style, uh, aggressive, competitive, full-back, centre-half back. That's what, that. So you've, you've actually got someone internally that you can turn into a defender. I don't think they need Combin as well because you can back 
Uh, hopefully you're back in um, Coleman Jones to work with Larky. Then you've got Zerha as that mid-size forward as well. They've got some others that have shown a bit um, down in that forward line. So that's what I'd look to do. Yep. They've got plenty of talent. We know that through the midfield. They'll get a bit of outside run as well. And again, they're going to have a strong draft hand. How confident are you that they are looking to get pick one? Or what's your belief yeah. right now as we sit here yep. before trade period yep. starts that yep. they – will end up with pick one. I reckon they do. Yeah, they do. I think there's going to be an enormous amount of posturing and bluff and blustering like we've never even seen before. West Coast will say they're very happy with Harley Reid in pick one and North Melbourne will say, well, we're really happy with Daniel Curtin in pick two. And at the end of the trade period, they'll, they'll swap because, for honest, the perfect fit for both of them is the alternate outcome, is North Melbourne getting the bums on seats, man, the classy half forward who can tear open games in Harley Reeds, and uh, West Australia get the gun key defender who can anchor their whole build for the next 12 years, who's, who's like someone described Daniel Curtin to me as a centre-half back who can move like Bontempelli. Yes, I've now, seen him. He can. He can play midfield or centre-half well, back. Well, then that, that suits West Coast just So fine. how much, though, extra do North Melbourne have to give up yeah. to simply move one spot? That's the question. And like, you do know, they have to give up pick yeah. three if and, they get that for Ben McKay? Do you know what? I, I don't know that it's that much. Like, I reckon it's that mid-pick. I think they were 14. I'd be, I'd be shuffling down the order because I really feel here, like, the onus isn't on North Melbourne. I think I'd, if I'd be North Melbourne, I'd be playing it cool and saying, well, I can take Curtin, the West Australian defender, and I'd be waiting for, for West Coast to make the first move. Surely West Coast have got the upper hand in this with Harley Reid sitting in the palm of their hand. Well, it's interesting that Rowan O'Brien, I think, uh, on Monday or Tuesday after trade period, says, oh, we're going to keep Reid, mm. you know, to set the scene. So yeah. they've jumped on the front foot. I just really, it's a bit of edginess. I mean, you can talk about these games until the clouds come home. At the end of the day, I think they will get a deal done because it's best for both parties because they're both at risk of losing both players. That's it. North Melbourne would love a gun key back. They do need a key back. They are picks 2, 14, and 19 as we speak. They've got a good draft hand again. They've got, they're have got they stockpiling some really good young talent. They're going to add Stevens and Zach Fisher, as you said. So it's just going to be the bookends. Uh, I think there's a creative idea, as I said, with Charlie Combin, and we'll see where like they that, go. Charlie. But, yeah, I just think someone's got to look internally. I think sometimes you can look internally. You've got more than you think in your own list rather than necessarily going out and getting one. Hey, we'll take a look at the last team today. That is Port Adelaide, mm. another one where there is a lot of movement and talk about them. Of course, uh, Radigalee has requested to get the Port Adelaide. So is Brandon Zerk Thatcher, who I think is going to be a pretty handy pickup as a second or third defender. Uh, they've delisted a couple. Riley Bonner, who I actually still think has got some good footy in him. Riley Bonner, I think mm. he's a good player. Tom Jonas, Trent Jamont, and Bryn Teekle. Port Adelaide. Big season, big off season for them to try and go one step further and yeah. win a flag. Well, then the, the the back line was the was the issue for them, wasn't it? They were scored against. You know, if you look at the defensive profile, oh, the worst one on one defensive team in the comp. Yeah. yeah, and you look at their their talent. I mean, it sort of makes sense. I think the um, Cleary, you know, question mark over him, Alir Alir. Teams were trying to work off him a little bit. Trent He's, McKenzie, yeah. So and he dealt with injury. So I think that they see that as the big area for them to improve. As you said, with radically Zerk Thatcher, they'll they'll help that. They'll help that. But I just Right, how do these deals get done? It's going to be the intrigue, and I think it's going to drag out over the next week or so. So They're both second-round picks, though, aren't they? Radigalier and Zerk Thatcher. Oh. I don't think it's that complicated. I know both Geelong and Essendon are playing hardball at the moment. Yeah. Are they requesting first-round picks? But that's a negotiation. Yeah. I don't think they're first-round picks. It'll be somewhere in the second round, and, and Port Adelaide should be able to manufacture a couple of second-round picks. I think two picks in the 20s gets a, gets yeah. a deal done. But, it's just so, but Jason Cripps has got to get on the phone and dangle – 
the potential of his future first round next to get year's, those two. They don't have a first round of these. Their first pick this year is 38. So you're saying Correct. they need to use next year's first round? Yes. Split that up yes. to be able to get some picks. Exactly right. So they, they've got a lot of work to do. He'll be hitting his phones. But Port Adelaide isn't a club which rebuilds. They know they win now, they'll win tomorrow. So they want to stay on the edge. And Ken Hinckley's been re-signed. You know, they'll be trying to go again to win a premiership next season. So you think that future first rounder. It's not going to be too early in the draft order. They're surely going to be thereabouts, aren't they? But I think this is where the tension and stubborn and anger and frustration in this trade period will come from in these Port Adelaide deals as they talk tough. Interesting. Uh, The one that um, they have seemed like falling out of favour with is Scott Lysett. Yep. Wouldn't that be a nice backup for Melbourne? Yeah. He's the one that you just play him in VFL, doesn't have to play every week, but you know if Gorn does go down, you've got a player that is a competent AFL ruckman if he's fit, depending on what his body is. Question marks over his knee. That's where clubs are doing a lot of work at the moment to try and find out how good that knee is. I I think he's been a a warrior and a premiership player for a long time, but just how much petrol he's got left in the tank. Otherwise, he could be a good pick for Melbourne or a good backup option. As I said, whether they have to trade Dersma or whether something happens with Ollie Wines, I think they want um, Travis Boke to go around again. Of course, their forward line is going to be a watch. Charlie Dixon not getting any younger. No. Todd Marshall was disappointing in the finals. Finn Lason had a really good year. Sub Mitch, in the end. And the sub. And Mitch Georgiades is one that uh, is coming off the knee, Rico, who they have re-signed. So still got a little bit of talent in the forward line, I think they've still got a bit of work to do to be a top four team again yep. next year. It's not easy yep. to continue to top up, but they're going to go hard at the trade table. Yep. Uh, that's all we have time for on today's edition of Footy Talk. Jay-Z, tomorrow I'll be joining Kate McCarthy. We'll wrap up round six of the AFLW, and then you and I will be back next week to finish off previewing some of the other clubs, including Richmond, St Kilda, Sydney, West Coast, and the Western Bulldogs. Until then, enjoy your day. Listener.